Oh, and this is also, Mike, this is the premiere of our uh, brand new podcast name. So, Oh, yeah, it, uh, that intro was awesome. Yeah, I just took the other one and just put a new voice track over it. <laughs> well, yeah, but still, <laughs> I mean, it sounds good, you know? Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I don't know. Uh, I was thinking of changing the music up, and then I'm like, fuck, I don't have to like listen to a bunch of other, like, um, you know, free music find one that doesn't suck and then I'm like nah fuck it I'll just use the other one I already have saved welcome to all you need is blood the UHM horror podcast with your hosts Ryan Shane and Mike Yeah, so we should probably get this thing going, is what I'm guessing. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right, everybody. Welcome to the all-new, the all-great, the newly named podcast, All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast. And this is episode 26 under the old name, and we're just going to keep those episode numbers because I don't feel like fixing them. And I don't think I'm going to rename the other episodes either. So we uh, your dedication is insane. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Right. I mean, let me go back and edit everything and put in the new intro and change the descriptions. <laughs> nah, screw it. It's all part of history. Now it's on there forever. <laughs> so but anyway, we uh, we had gotten together and decided to change the uh, or actually give us a podcast name because we didn't really have one. We just sort of were like like. When we came up with the idea of a podcast from UHM, we were just like, all right, well, it's the UHM podcast. There you go. Done. <laughs> we didn't even, like, talk about it. So, yeah. but after months of deliberation, we finally came up with it. I, I think... It literally uh, months. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely months of going back and forth. And in fact, I didn't tell you guys this, um, but... What I what I do have is a list of all the names everyone suggested. I was putting them into a word document, <laughs> so we uh, we'll run through them the next time Shane's on, um, and have a nice little chuckle at some of the ideas that we were coming up with for for <laughs> podcast names. Maybe that somebody... sounds like a great idea. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm like I should save some of these because they were ridiculous. So I just wrote them all down. But <laughs> as you might be able to tell, unfortunately, Shane is not with us today. Shane had his laptop explode, basically. It was and, um, yes, and that is going to prevent him from being on this episode. Um, but that's all right. We decided to pick a topic that Shane would be okay with us doing without him. And that's why we brought on our resident video game expert back again, Miss Valerie Burns. Valerie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing very well. And of course, as you've already heard with me, is regular and show co-host Mike Whittemore. Mike, how good does it feel to be on the podcast intro finally? It feels amazing. <laughs> I told all my friends, and it's it's a good feeling. Yeah, I've been meaning to add it on there, but I had decided I'm not going to go through the like half-hour effort of editing an audio file to uh to just add your name when when I could just do it when we change the name of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. It's more due to laziness than anything else. But like <laughs> many things and I, and in I really life. respect that. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, all you need is blood. That's our new name. 
And I will tell, uh, I will give you a little quick behind the scenes of how that sort of came about as we we're going through the list of names. Uh, Mike was coming up with a string of names that were literally just taken from album albums of death metal bands. Like it was <laughs> I'm about, not really creative. <laughs> it was about 20 in a row, and I'm like, wait a second, I've heard of this before. And I started Googling every one of them, and they were all like a death metal band. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, maybe. So I sort of took that idea, and I was playing around with the na- the idea of names of, of uh, music and stuff. So I came up, I was just talking to Shane at this point, and I'm like, oh, how about All You Need Is Death? And Shane's like, that's stupid. It sounds like a Beatles song. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, I just took it from All You Need Is Love and put death in it. And he goes, well, why would you do that and not All You Need Is Blood? And I'm like, shit, that's way better. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so ultimately, Shane is responsible for coming up with the, um, the final name. But I think we all agreed on it, right, Mike? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It sounds awesome. We needed something. We needed to do something. So, we're ready to rock. So, yeah, as you might have guessed, we got uh, Valerie on today. We're going to do another video game episode. People seem to like the uh, the last couple we did. So, I guess this is, this is our third episode because the last one we split it up into two. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I was confused for a second. I'm like, what the hell? I know, right? She was on once, but it ended up being two episodes. So, we'll go into that a little bit later. We got a new list of video game stuff to cover. Um... But before we get to that, let's start off our show like we always do and and see what everybody's been doing and what's going on. Oh, I, I totally forgot. <laughs> before we get there, as, as a uh, professional podcaster that I am, I should mention we are the official podcast of <laughs> UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. <laughs> oh, yeah. If, yeah, well, yeah, that's right. We should probably talk about the stuff that we do. And uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, uh, you can send us... Um, any of your email or porns or nudes and horrible things that you want to uhmpod at gmail.com. So uh, that's the easiest way to get a hold of us. Or we'll give out uh, all of our Twitters and Facebooks and everything else. You can reach us uh, the Twitters. a little later in the show. Yeah, well, what else are they? The Twitters. Take my ats. <laughs> Send all the mail nudes to Shane's uh, Instagram and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Shane is definitely on Instagram, and he has specifically asked for male nudes. Hey, and he likes it for some reason, I don't know. And he, and he has no way to say no now, because since yeah. he's not on this episode, he's just going to have to sit there and listen and swear at the, at the computer like everybody else. <laughs> we love you, Shane. We're <laughs> waiting for you get, to get back. In the meantime, enjoy these nudes. Yeah. <laughs> you might get one from me, too. Yes. Ooh. Well, we all have. I mean... I might like... sneak one in there, you know. <laughs> but that that'd be a change of pace. Yeah. So what so what do we got? Let's go to what's uh what's going on with us. Um I'll start with you, Mike. Mike, have you been uh watching, listening to, reading, doing anything recently? Um, I recently watched all of Twin Peaks. I'd never seen those before. Oh, I just got the box set. I've been meaning to get to those. Val actually was the one that introduced me to it because she, oh, we heard that, you know, David Lynch was bringing it back. And uh, so she watched it all and she kept sending me like Snapchats of like these random, random things that are happening. And uh, I was like, I got to watch that show. So I watched it and I ended up loving it. It was fantastic. But the great part is it started with the last episode. Yeah, for some stupid reason, like, I was at her house, and she was watching, like, the last episode, and she kept, like, showing me, and I'm trying to, like, but it's it's weird, because it's David Lynch, so even, I had no idea what was going on, and even watching it again, I had no idea what was going on. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
But yeah, uh, if you get a chance to watch Twin Peaks, watch it. Um, I didn't see the new. I didn't watch the movie Firewalk with me, and I didn't watch mm-hmm. the new season yet. But uh, I'm 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 getting there. But other than that, uh, just working, going to school, and trying to get gaming in when I can. Yeah, yeah. For that Twin Peaks, I uh, I I heard about the new season or whatever he wants to call it. The new the new series Lynch was putting out. I think on Showtime or Stars or something. One of the premium channels. Yep. And um, so I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'm like, maybe I'll go back and see if I could find these around somewhere. And um, just coincidentally, Amazon happened to have a sale going on for the the box set that has, you know, the the whole series and the the movie um, that I guess takes place before it. Yeah, it's like a week before. I think the week before the events of the first episode. Yeah, I, which uh, since I'm not familiar with the series at all, I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And then I watched a um, a Red Letter Media clip about the movie <laughs> specifically. I, I don't think that would be a good idea to watch a Red Letter Media. <laughs> well, they were with. well, they, they were very positive about it. Um, the two guys oh, okay. doing it really loved the movie, so they were they were into it. And I'm like, "Oh man, I could probably get into this." I'm like, "Maybe I'll watch it." So I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, how about you, Val? Have you been getting into anything interesting lately? Um, yeah, I was watching Twin Peaks, too. Uh, I've been watching the new season, but I, so far I'm not a fan. Because really? they, have, they haven't really touched base on anything from the original seasons yet. Like, there were maybe two episodes, but they, like, added so many new people, and half the time you're not in Twin Peaks. So, that was a little disheartening. But other than that, I've been gaming, watching E3. Oh, E3, yeah. Oh, yeah. Playing well, around with... Co- like, what are you complaining about? You put up, like, a 30-page posting on the UHM message board on everything that happened at E3. In fact, I didn't even go to gaming websites. I just went to UHM and saw what you were posting about. I didn't complain. I didn't complain. I, you know, it was fun. That and I watched the whole thing. Are you beaten down from, from all the E3-edness? Has it, has it taken its toll on you mentally? Uh, sort of. Like, all those, like, links that I had to find, like, afterwards and... The YouTube videos that had like ten views each because they were like uploaded a minute ago, and I'm like, oh Christ! Oh my God! Yeah, these still gonna be up here in like in like ten minutes, or is there gonna be an actual one put up by Ubisoft and stuff? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that was kind of frustrating. But I like doing it for the forum because I mean, you know, like you and George and oh, well, I don't really care about Brave, but like you guys, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, if you guys just go to one place, you know. Yeah, no, it helps me out definitely because like I was able to skim through. And be like, not interested, not interested, not interested. Ooh, Dragon Ball Z, not interested. Yeah. <laughs> Which out of the whole E3, I think my biggest takeaway was I'm more excited about a Dragon Ball Z fighting game um, than I am pretty much anything else that was on there. Yeah, uh, I, that I mean, I've seen like clips of that, and that's not my kind of game, really. It is. Va- I know Val gorgeous is though. Up. It is so Val- gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I like how you could fight in the like the sky and stuff. But I'm like a Dragon Ball Z noob. I'm not really huge into the series or anything. Yeah, I was big into it. Um, I guess you'd say back in the day. And by back in the day, I mean before they came out with this latest batch of stuff. Like the... I don't even know what they have now. Dragon Ball Z Super. And there's a whole bunch of new movies and new Super Saiyan modes. And I don't know. I don't know anything about those. But... Um, yeah. But I was excited to hear about this game, which looks really cool. A 2D fighter, Dragon Ball Z, that looks like the anime. Because they're, all their fighting games up until that point, they, or, or at least modern day ones, they're all um, they're all 3D, and 
They look they, awkward, too. They do, and they don't have the type of speed you would want in a Dragon Ball Z game. No. And this new one looks fucking awesome. Uh, I'm just pumped about it. I don't know. I don't even know if I like really want to play it so much as I do want to watch videos of people playing it. <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it seems like those type of games, because I, I bought Tekken when it came out, and I got the special edition. Oh, uh, I'm seven? All, yeah, and I'm all, like, you know, getting set up, and I'm finding my character and stuff. But it seems like those type of games are very, you need to spend a lot of time with them to get that's good. A, that's a big thing. And I can remember on the um, on the forum, I think Steelbo was back on for some special occasion talking about the Tekken <laughs> game. Yeah. And uh, he was... He was shitting on Injustice and Mortal Kombat because they're, he, he called them something like noob games or whatever because anybody could come in and pick them up and learn them in, like, you know, 20 minutes. And I'm like, that's yeah. what I want. I only have 20 minutes to play a game. Yeah, I exactly. To, I want to be able to pick it up, learn a couple combos, learn how to do all the special moves, and then be on my way. Play it for, yeah. like, a half hour, and then that's it for the day. I don't have t- time to dedicate months of my life to learning a game. Especially... I mean, no offense to the people who play them, but especially a fighting game for me. Oh, like, yeah. Like, Injustice and Mortal Kombat are kind of different because they have such... And this is what I was saying on the forum. They have a lot of, uh, uh, like, story mode. Oh, yeah. They put all the extras in it. of stuff. With, like, Tekken. And I think he said he plays Virtua Fighter and stuff, he, which yeah, I haven't played. He's a big but... Virtua Fighter guy. That's, But he's more old-school Virtua Fighter, I think. I don't know if... I can't remember the last time a uh, a full Virtual Fighter game came out. VF4, I think, and that was probably like yeah. shit, t- 2006. I don't even know, like 10 years ago at least. Yeah, but it's like I've never played those. But it seems like well, Tekken Seven. I know for a fact it just got like a, a story mode and like a like a treasure battle thing, and that's it. You know, yeah. there's nothing really to and to do and when val and i was were playing mortal Kombat, there's like this like cemetery thing where you go to different graves and you can unlock different things with credits and it was just, we had a blast playing it yeah I you really want to play justice but i don't like how they left out all those characters oh part two yeah i know me too yeah. i'm a i'm a huge injustice one fan i loved that game i love the story i love the comics i love fucking everything and like you described that whole single play single player stuff they had and they had a similar aspect in the first Injustice where they had, you know, instead of the graveyard, it was like, whatever, you go, uh, there's a list of all the challenges and you have to do stuff like throw so many batarangs to stop, I don't know, something from coming at you and, you know, you're Superman and you got to beat these three people in a row, you know, without using throws or something. They'll have all kinds of weird stipulations on it. Yeah. And and to you unlock extra stuff by doing those. Um, and that was really awesome. I love that. There's a big single player aspect to that game. And I think Tekken used to have that, but for whatever reason, they got rid of it. Like, they used to have Tekken Ball mode and Tekken Force and uh, I did hear that they were going to come out with DLC this year for it, which I don't understand why they didn't put it in, but Listen, uh, I'm so... Fighting games have become, in my opinion, the worst with this DLC. Here's half a game, and you can buy the rest of the game at your leisure. I am so sick of it. Yeah, Yeah, but what's nice now is that... uh... Like six months after the game comes out, oh, now we have where you could get everything, and you have to buy the disc all separately. That's and that's exactly what I'm waiting for on Injustice Two. I'm waiting for that's the I'm waiting for. the complete edition or whatever. Yep. So, one yeah, of that. the the fighting games that do do it well, and I'm I'm biased because this is one of my favorite games ever, is Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. Like my my buddy and I, we still play that game like two, twice, three times a week, and yeah. you know we play online and we're very competitive with it. But they came out with like 
three DLC packs, like months, months, months after the game came out. And that's what I respect. I just think Nintendo's the best. Yeah, and, and, and you don't have to buy, you don't have to get like a pack of the characters. If you just want one character, you could just buy that character. Oh, yeah. Like I remembered, I only wanted Ryu on, on Smash Brothers. Like, that was the only DLC character I wanted to get. I didn't give a shit about Cloud or anything else. I'm like, fuck, I yeah. want to hit Mario in the face with a Shoryuken. That's all I want to do. <laughs> and that's what I did. Have you played Street Fighter 2 yet? Have I played what? The Street Fighter 2? Oh, the... No, I didn't pick it up. I've been watching a couple videos of it, and I'm like, oh, how many... do you know how many copies of Super Street Fighter 2 I own? <laughs> like, at least a dozen. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, do I really need another one? It's pretty uh... nice. But all the people online, they're like crazy. Oh I yeah, can't no. They, they... At, like any rankings because everybody's probably been playing it since the day it came out. Every well, hour on the hour. <laughs> well, no, they've been they've been playing it for the last twenty five years. Is what they've been playing. <laughs> they've been but, playing I mean, Super Street Fighter Two. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's tough to. That's a game. It would be very, I think, difficult to get into in in terms of competitive online play because people have been playing it for so long that if you haven't been playing that game you know it's not like a new game where there's different mechanics and you everybody learns it at the same time that's something where the game is you know 20 years old or whatever and you're coming in against veterans that have won championships and stuff playing that oh yeah game. and that's a game they never really took off of the um, the competitive cycle like yeah. that super street fighter 2 or, or versions of it have been in the competitive cycle for a long time and and they don't really fade away it's sort of like um, in Smash Brothers, the uh, the GameCube version. Yeah, they, Melee. Yeah, they still play Melee competitively. And if somebody yeah. was like, oh, I'm going to get into Melee, no, you're just going to get wrecked by these people if they had, you know, proper online It's so of it. fast. It's so fast. It's ridiculous. Melee is super fast. Brawl on, on uh, Wii was pretty slow. And then Super Smash Brothers for Wii U, that's kind of like a, a perfect uh, in-between. See, I'm not, even, I'm not even able to to compare the ones. I can't even, you know separate them in my head i didn't think i don't think i played any of them long enough to really get a get a feeling for something like that i, I would just play elisa and uh and then she beat me once and then we stopped playing that game <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't like this game anyway <laughs> this game sucks <laughs> no we should get back at my we use that hooked up anymore because i got the switch in there but that's that's the thing that sucks like yeah i would love to play smash brothers on the switch but why isn't it compatible because you're a dickhead that's why well they'll 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 do it. I mean, there's been a Smash Brothers game for every Nintendo console. Yeah, it'll it'll come out. It's just, I mean, how long did it take for the uh, the the Wii U version of Smash Brothers to come out? Like it two was, years. Yeah, it was like two years. Like they, you, why don't they just if they lined up Smash Brothers for Switch on release day, how many would it sell? All of them. It would. It, it would you, sell all. Even if would, they did a re, uh, like they reissue like a deluxe version, like they did with Mario Kart. With Smash Brothers for yes. the Switch, it'd sell out. It would right. sell out in a heartbeat. Yeah, 1080p, 60 frames per second, and dumping all the DLC characters they have on, on the Wii U and call it whatever. I, I, I don't know. You'd have to go up with a new name for it because I guess Smash Wii U wouldn't make sense. <laughs> but Well, they, they did uh, they did Mario Kart Deluxe, and they were doing that Pokken, Pokken Tournament Deluxe right. version. So I don't see why they wouldn't be able to do Smash. But I think they would probably put their efforts towards a new Smash. Yeah. Hopefully. But how how long would that really take to just up everything on it? I mean, if, if you've seen the 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 guys that do the Wii U modding and they, you know, take like every Wii U game and make it 1080p, 60 frames yeah. per second on the computers and stuff, 
I mean, it can be done, and I'm sure Nintendo has the resources, and they just decide not to. They're a mystery to me. There was a rumor that they're going to make another. The next, they're going to either do uh, like a new version of the Wii U version for Smash with uh, yeah. the ice climbers put back in. Oh, that really? Was, oh, yeah. yeah and uh yeah snake or something but i don't think they could put snake back oh i don't think they get snake back i mean that's you got to get permission from konami and konami is a bunch of dick holes yeah so that won't happen oh in case anybody's been noticing yes this is our video game episode since (laughs) since we've been talking for the last 20 minutes about video games nonstop. not even horror ones we're just rambling about fighting games um anyway oh you know i never went over what i was getting into this (laughs) for the last couple weeks uh, so lately, I've been watching um, a bunch of awful horror movies, specifically Fred Olin Ray movies. Who, if you're not familiar with Fred Olin Ray, he's a uh, he's a director, a filmmaker who's I believe he's still making movies. He, he sometimes makes a lot of weird porno movies, like like um, low budget um, Skinamax type movies, like bikini car wash type stuff. <laughs> Um, but he, he made horror movies back in the day, and every now and then he sprinkles one out. But I've been watching stuff like The Alien Dead and Biohazard, and oh my god, they are amazingly awful. Like, they're such a good time to watch. And I know George is a big fan of Fred Olin Ray, so if he hears this, he'll probably get pumped up about it. Um, well, I, I think sometime in the future we're going to have to do a hor- uh, a terrible movie episode, and i got to toss in one or two Fred Olin Ray movies. They're so bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to do one of those episodes, too. It gives me an excuse to, like, go and watch those really, really <laughs> shitty movies. I don't even have an excuse. I was just watching them. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. But on, on the good side, I watched Wonder Woman last night. And yeah, I saw your post. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. Like, for a DCEU movie, which I have been very critical of their movies because they have all sucked shit. Um, this one was good. It was solid. It was like a solid Marvel movie, you know? I mean, it's, I mean, it's the best way I can describe it. Like if you're into superhero movies and you haven't seen this one, it's, it's like, it's an origin story and it's like, um, you know, on the say on par with like Captain America or Ant-Man or something, which aren't like the best of the Marvel movies, but they're good. They're a good time. You're going to have fun. There's humor. There's heart. It's got sort of everything that they're... And fun. Specifically, fun and colors. These are two things that are not present in all the other DCEU movies. This movie's full of both of those. So... That's shocking. I know. I know. It was like I was watching a DC movie made by Marvel or something. <laughs> I heard that it was uh, it was a good film. A lot of people were saying it was gonna, it's going to fail because it's a woman and... Hollywood doesn't want to push like women films and it was going to it was going to tank because of that cuz that's what happened to Ghostbusters but the difference between Wonder no. Woman and Ghostbusters is Ghostbusters was a shitty fucking movie. That was that's the big difference. Like they made yeah. a bad movie. That's why it was shit cuz it was a bad movie. No, uh, and and Wonder Woman is made to be a powerful woman. That's the whole point of the character. It's 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 built into her. The Ghostbusters the point of the Ghostbusters isn't they're, that they're powerful women. The point of the Ghostbusters is they bust ghosts, and they and they bust each other's balls. Like that's the point of the <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yeah. By balls, I mean you can you can put ovaries in there. It doesn't really matter. But being <laughs> being a bad movie is a bad movie. Well, yeah, Wonder Woman was good. Um, good comic book movie, and 
the the only thing I could say about it, some of the performances at certain points were a little bit sketchy. Like there were a couple lines specifically by the lead actress. There was like only one or two in the movie that she said something. And I was like, oh, is that the only take they had? Like that's that, <laughs> that's the one they kept. And uh, there was a couple other people in the movie that that weren't great. Um, specifically, there was a Native American guy and why they put this guy in the movie. I could tell it was probably only because he's Native American. Like, I was not blown away by... You think they pulled him. that? Well, I wasn't blown away by his performance. Um, it was it, uh, pretty much on the racist side, and so was the... I think he was like a Scottish or an Irish guy. That was pretty racist, too. But that, they, they were like, here, look at the wide cast of characters we have, and... <laughs> we've got them all. We've got all the caricatures of all of, of all the nationalities. <laughs> so. I know the the girl from the office is in there, Shaun of the Dead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forget her name. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Yeah, she's in it. She doesn't have a really big part. She's in like two or three of the of the segments of the movie wow. that are uh, that are spread out. I mean, she's funny. She's fine. <clears throat> um, yeah, it was good. I would uh, I'd recommend it, and I look forward. Kind of sick of Chris Pine. I don't know if that's just me, but I know Chris Pine's in it, isn't he? Yeah, he's the love interest uh, of Wonder Woman, and whatever. I mean, what do you want? They they needed a guy that was essentially um, Chris Hemsworth or Chris Evans, and they couldn't get either of them, so they Chris got the Pratt. next they or Chris Pratt. Those would all work. So instead of that, they just went with Chris Pine, who's probably <laughs> the the bottom of the Chris barrel for for uh, white blonde. American, let's go get them, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds just like them. Yeah, that was my Chris Pine impression. In case that was you good, heard that it. was yeah. good. <laughs> so, yeah, that was pretty good. But um, let's get to the topic at hand, shall we? So I guess. we're, we're going to go um, again with our horror movie video game discussions. And I thought, we'll start with you, Mike, um, specifically because I have no idea what your game is about or even what happens in it because I don't think I've ever heard of it. Okay, so, well, I'll like, have, you'll have to really explain it to me. It, there's not really much to explain with it. It was, I thought it was going to be something different than it was. Um, I thought it was going to be your typical... Uh, running around a house with like spooky ghosts everywhere and they're jumping out at you and you turn around and there's a stupid face there and it goes ah and then it disappears i legitimately thought that's what the whole game was going to be because as i said in the last uh video game podcast i'm a complete woman well not no offense to women but i'm a complete pansy yeah, you are when you're it comes... offending all of women mike yeah <laughs> i know uh I'm just a pansy when it comes to uh, uh, horror video games. I can't do it. You can ask Val. I yeah. I jump at like <laughs> like anything. Um, I could barely get into the intro with this, and I remember jumping because a cabinet opened and like pots fell out of it, and uh, <laughs> I, I was pretty nervous and anxious playing it. I just. It was it was rough because that's what I was expecting. I was expecting these spooky ghosts all over the uh, the house. But in the very first level, you wake up in like your your doorway, and you're exploring this house, and it's like a really creepy 
creepy house. And you're going from room to room, and you're just checking things, and you're opening uh, doors, and and then you find a key, and you go through a door, and then this like atmospheric, artsy game begins. And it's basically it's very linear, but there's multiple endings to it. If I am not mistaken, I've only played through the game once, and um, you go through various rooms, and you find. Uh, you unlock the story, basically, and the story is that you're kind of like a mad painter and you're kind of uh, going through this house and it's kind of like your uh, your psyche in a way. You're going through uh, from room to room and you're finding certain um, uh, items that relate to what happened before you kind of went insane. Now, let me hold and, you up for one second, uh, just, just to clear something up for our audience. Mike is referring to the game Layers of Fear, because I don't believe we oh. mentioned the title. <laughs> So if people are sitting there like, what the fuck is he talking about? Now, what, what's the yeah. game on, first of all, Mike? What are you, what are you playing it on? Yeah. Well, it is Layers of Fear, yes. And it is for, uh, I believe it's for all the consoles except Switch, obviously, and uh, PC. Right. Um, I think it came out like a year or two ago, I want to say. Um, but I'm playing it on the Xbox One version because... Mm-hmm. That's the one I. That's the console I play on the most, and um, I would recommend it if you played it on PC, probably, mm-hmm. because the graphics are butt on Xbox. The that frame rate that bad. The frame rate's really bad. No way. It's um, like if you go through certain rooms, the frame rate really drags. You're kind of kind of dragging through some rooms, but um. Yeah, you, as you're going through the rooms, you find certain items, and then when you find the item, you go through uh, another room, and it'll be a paint canvas. And then every time you find a certain item, you you uh, do part of the painting. Mm-hmm. And then I think there are different paintings based on the routes you take. Because as I said, the game is pretty linear, so there's not a lot of puzzle solving at all. It's just you go through this room. If you want to go through the left door or the right door, that's up to you. And different things will kind of happen. Hmm. I, th- I think. I like I said, I've only played through the game once, but it, it warrants multiple playthroughs because it is pretty short. I think I beat it within like two and a half, three hours. Really? Yeah. So, like I said, there's not much to the game. You just have to keep playing it. It's, but it's a, a great experience because for me, there wasn't a lot of jump scares. There were no jump scares. It was just kind of atmospheric, and every room has has this different like little theme to it. It's very very creepy. It's more creepy than just absolutely terrifying. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it, it was a really good time. I really enjoyed it. I would probably play through it again. I'm, I I really liked it, and that's coming from someone who cannot play horror video games to save his yeah. life. So yeah, I'm looking at it now. It's only twenty bucks on Steam right now. I say it's worth it. I mean. I because I, you will probably play through it multiple times. I don't want to give away anything important, but you know it's 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 a very fun game. Awesome! So it's like a first person type game, right? And you're sort of yes. walking around. Yep. And there's like uh, there's uh, as uh, Freight said on the forum, there's no way you can die in the game. Hmm. You just get like if you run into s- something, you can technically like. I guess die, but you you like kind of pass out and you wake up in a different room. Hmm. 
So it's all, it's all about the experience playing it. There's not a lot of stress coming from something chasing you or, you know, uh, something jumping out at you. It's you going through a room and seeing like you could you could look at um, a wall. You turn around and then there's another wall and then all you right. turn around again into a 360 degree motion. And now there's a door there. It's really cool the way they do it. That's awesome. Like it's it's sort of a psychological Oh, very. That's yeah. That's a very psychological horror game. Sweet. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. Yeah, I'll check that out. I'll, I'll put it in my. I'll put it in my wish list right now, since I got the thing open, and uh, maybe she'll pop up in a Steam sale at some point. Yeah, I know there's DLC for it, but I didn't play the DLC. Yeah. Sweet. I, think I got it for five bucks on a Steam sale once. I haven't played it yet though. Yeah, Val said she uh, she was gonna she's interested in it. Oh, you yeah. haven't played this one, Val? No, I was actually going to do it, and then somebody decided oh. to tell me that he wanted to do it. Instead. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Come on, Val, you have plenty of games you can play and I know, talk right? about. <laughs> Mike, I had a list. <laughs> Mike pretty much only has Smash Brothers and uh, and Tekken. That's all we know. I have I have a good uh, good collection of games now. For current gen. <laughs> There's good <laughs> games on the current gen? Okay. <laughs> oh. Yes, count it. And it's and it's all on the, the superior console, Xbox <laughs> One, and a little bit of the PS4. PC is, uh, you know, as Ryan knows, <laughs> PC is not the best. That's fine. Yeah, poor PC. All they get. <laughs> they get the short end of the stick on everything. Oh, man. Yeah, it was just... Uh, I, I was actually that, that that reminds me. Speaking of the PC console argument, I was um, I was doing a little research on a couple of the games I was doing, and this has nothing to do with um, the games themselves. But uh, it reminded me of of how games used to handle DLC back in the day. So like the Left 4 Dead games when they came out, the Left 4, the first one came out. Um, the console version of it, if you wanted the additional DLC, you know, there was another, I think there was one or two additional um, chapters to the right. first Left 4 Dead game. It was like, whatever, it was normal DLC pricing. I, I don't know, when it came out, probably 10 bucks, and then dropped down a little bit, probably like 7 or so. But the PC was always free. Always free. And that's what, I, I it, loved playing PC back in the day, just for that reason. That's how it used to be back in the day. Like, it, it, older games, if they came out with an update for that game, they would just put it out there and you would hit download and like, okay, now I got the new version. Great. Um, that, that, it was just interesting thinking about that. Um, it's more rare nowadays. Now it's more just, you know, patches and fixes, not additional content that they give you for free. Even yeah. valve, um, with maybe the exception of like team fortress stuff when they, you know, they come out with something new or interesting, they'll put that up. But, uh, everything else is you got to pay, pay your money for it. But anyway, so, um, so yeah, that sounds good. Layers of fear. I uh, I like the idea of it, and it sounds interesting. Um, w would you consider this like a walking simulator type game? I don't know if you're familiar with those, or, or is there a lot of gameplay interactivity? Um, you walk, you walk, and you open doors. Mm -hmm. and it's more, it's very atmospheric. You don't, you have to really. There's a lot of collectibles throughout the game, so I would re really recommend going through each. <laughs> like there's a lot of cabinets and a lot of drawers. You have to open them up. You find different things, and it's 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 pretty neat. But yeah, yeah it's kind of. Do the collectibles like give you give you more parts of the story or a little it's, background yeah, information? I mean, 
Yeah, there's like newspaper clippings and there's like notes written. There's these things that um, I guess you would call them advertisements. People are complaining about rats in the house and there's like different drawings on like about rats. And like they're like monsters and they're telling you to like exterminate them and stuff. It's pretty cool. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that sounds pretty good. So layers of fear. We'll have to all yep. check it out. Um, how about you, Val? Which, which game do you want to cover today? Uh, I'm doing the suffering. I okay. initially was going to do the evil within. Yep. Yep. But I can't stand it. Cause really? I was like, oh, the new one's coming out. I'll have to play it, you know, so I could get the new one. Cause See, the I new don't... one looks nice on the E3 stuff, but I couldn't even get past chapter two. I was like, I don't want to sneak and I, I don't have enough ammo to not sneak. And I just don't care anymore. Cause sneaking was <laughs> crap anyway. I was like in sneak mode and I was walking really slow and things saw me anyway. I was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm like a game I already played. I'm going to do the suffering. Wow. So, I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with this podcast, but shitting on games that, or shitting on things that you don't like is a big part of it. So <laughs> <laughs> what, um, now that I was, I've been meaning to pick up the evil within. I, that's actually been in my wish list for a while and I've been waiting for uh, a good discount on it. Um, to pick it up. What, so you, you didn't like the mechanics of the game itself? Or was there something more frustrating? Were the enemies uh, too much of a pain in the ass? Or what, what's going on just, with it? It was just the mechanics, really. Because it was like the sneaking was off. I mean, it's a survival horror game. I mean, obviously, you're not going to have much ammo and stuff, which I'm used to because I've been playing Resident Evil since the first one. But sure. it's just... If the sneaking was better, I'd like it more. But, I mean, don't take my word for it, because I know there's a lot of people that really like The Evil Within, yeah. and I think it's, like, the best game ever. But I also heard that um, you can't actually finish the game, like, know everything with the game, unless you buy the DLC, because it gives you more story that they should have Are you seen. kidding me? So that was a turnoff, too, because it's like, I already don't like the game, and if I have to play through it, I don't want to have to buy the DLC because I got the game when it first came out. I was I was there at the midnight release and everything, and I popped it in, and I was like, meh. Then something else came out, and it's like, now that I'm back to it, I'm just like, uh. I got to Chapter 6 last time. I don't know how the hell that happened. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ripping it apart. Yeah, yeah. um... I've been wanting to check it out. I'm just, I'm, I'm actually sort of, I'm on hold. Once, once it drops in price, I'll probably pick it up. But now hearing that DLC thing... I'm like, oh, how much do I really want to invest into this game? Not in terms of money, but more in terms of playtime. Like, I've got limited access to my playtime of games. Is this is something that's going to end up taking me, like, 50 hours to get the full story out of? Oh, no. I doubt no? that. And if, and if the mechanics are crap, am I going to have to be stuck playing it like that? That's sort of like I trudged through um, Alan Wake. Like, I, I, So I really like the first Alan Wake when I say the first, the only Alan Wake, um, I thought that was amazing. I really loved the game, and the story was super interesting. And I guess that's pretty Twin Peaksy. But I, since yeah. I since I haven't watched Twin Peaks, I can't really comment on that part. But uh, but I did love that. And then the you know all the DLC came out, and it's a continuation of the story and goes into more depth and blah 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 blah. And it not not that it finishes the story, but it sort of closes it off. So I played through the DLC, and I fucking hated the DLC. But I had to trudge through it to to get the endings that I want to get the ending I wanted to get to have closure on the story. Ah, killer! 
It's like, just put it in the game. Yeah, right. I'm already spending like 60, 40, 50, however much money. Give me the whole damn story. <laughs> I don't want to have to spend like an extra 20. Yeah. And, and I, it's I, great. I think it was, um, it was called the American Nightmare. Alan Wake American Nightmare was the final thing that like, you know, had all the stuff in it. I hated that. I absolutely hated it. And I think I even put something up on the forum. Like if you love Alan Wake, then it might be worth just watching a uh, video of some, or, you know, or fast forwarding through a video of somebody playing this game to get the endings and stuff that you want. Uh, I don't, I don't recommend playing it. It's like one level that repeats 20 times or something like that. So you end up playing the same level 20 times in a row to to unlock the ending. And it was fucking so dumb. You're like, all right, I know everything is. I know what happens. And like the, the idea of it is, is, oh, well, little things are different. And every time maybe the enemy doesn't come around from this corner when you expect them. And it's the other corner the next play around. And, you know, or maybe there's no enemies on this play around and you're just collecting stuff. So dumb. Just did not enjoy it. But yeah, so since you since you're not doing evil within, why don't you tell us what you actually are uh, talking about today? So I'm doing the suffering. Uh, it's I played it on the original Xbox. It came out in like 2004, and uh, it's about this guy, and he gets sent to jail. Um, and I think it was Maryland. I don't remember, but um, he gets sent to jail because they some like. He had a trial, and the whole trial was that he killed his wife and his two sons. And he says that he's innocent. He didn't do it, but he blacked out, so he doesn't exactly know what happened. There's no witnesses, so they send him to death row. So as soon as he gets in there, there's, like, this huge earthquake, and uh, all these monsters just come out of nowhere, and they just take over the jail, and they just start killing everybody. But it's cool because, like, the jail has a lot of history, like... It, it was like a World War II, like, bunker and stuff. And, like, all these random things happen. So, like, all the monsters are, like, either different, uh... Like, the one was, like, a beheading thing. The other one was, like, a lethal injection monster. So it had, like, the syringes sticking out of it. Um, it was just... It's a, an odd game. Hmm. But it's really cool. So you're basically fighting through the uh, prison... And it has, like, a, like, how they have in uh, Fallout, where it's, like, you could do the good or the bad. So if you help people, you get the good ending, or you could get the bad ending. So it basically, the way that you progress through the game and the choices that you make to save people and help people or just, you know, screw them, kill them, whatever. Yeah. It affects, like, whether or not you actually did kill your family or you didn't. So it was pretty cool. I mean, I, I didn't get to beat it because I just started it yes, yesterday. No, Friday. But uh, I got all the way to chapter 20, and there's 20 chapters. I was just like, oh, I'll just watch the rest of it. Wow. <laughs> I already beat it a long time ago, but I just needed to catch up. Hmm. Interesting. So so uh, in the game, is it is it more like a first-person shooter, or is it no, something? No, it's a third person. Oh, Okay. But awesome. it's not like a survival horror kind of thing. It's like a psychological horror because, like, it gets really trippy. You, like, see your kids running around and stuff or your wife. And then, it, like, you go to catch up with them. And then it flashes to a screen where there's monsters surrounding you. And then it flashes back and you just start breathing really heavy and there's nothing there. It's really neat. Hmm. And then, like, while you're walking, 
random images shoot on the screen of like whatever monster you were facing or something that happened in the past. Because where this place is, it's like there were witch trials there like a long time ago. They had the uh, the bunker there. They had uh, slave ships. It's pretty crazy. Slave ships. That's weird. See like random like images like where I was last night. It was uh, there's like these little girls like the witches. And uh, they were all standing around some guy that was on like a, a pole and he was all tied up and it just shot on my screen. And it was like, and I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> you know, it's not 11 o'clock at night or anything. And it's not it's black in my basement. Hmm. But it's a really cool game. I really like it because it's kind of actiony, but it's kind of like spooky because the monsters are really creepy looking. Awesome. Like, is it one of those, I know you said it's like a survival horror. Do you have limited ammo or you have a ton of ammo and you're just blasting them away? You have a ton of ammo, but where I'm at, I totally got lost and then I killed things I didn't need to kill and we're towards the end of the game, stuff gets resurrected. So I was just wasting ammo. So now I don't have anything. So it's going (laughs) to suck to do the final boss now, but it's whatever. Nice. Cool, yeah, I'm just looking this up now. It's actually, for the Xbox version at least, it's not that expensive at all. They got some of them on here on eBay for $9, $10, $14. Like, it seems pretty reasonable to pick up. It's It's definitely a a must-buy. I've liked this game since I was, like, 13. I thought it was great when I was a kid, so. And there is a PC version I'm seeing... I found some illegal downloads for it (laughs) as I typed it in to see if it was available anywhere, like in GOG. The first thing that comes up is, no, but here it is for free. I'm like, oh, interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So that's cool. Um, That sounds like something I'd actually be pretty interested into. It it sounds like it's got some similarities to like um, Dead Space or, you know, with some of the psychological stuff and you're seeing stuff that's not actually there. Or, or, um, I mean, it sounds weird, but even make like maybe some of the Evil Dead games, uh, but a more serious tone where you're like running around an asylum and weird stuff's fucking popping out at you. Um, sounds pretty good. I like games like that. (laughs) They did make a sequel to it. Really? It's It's awful. What's the sequel? Uh, the sequel is like, I, I will... I mean, I haven't played it for like eight years, but it's basically like a continuation of the game. And then you find out about like who killed your family. But then it was kind of okay. At the time, I thought it was stupid because it kind of ruined the canon of the first game because it was like, oh, this guy did this stuff and he like gave your kid drugs and then your kid killed everybody or whatever. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. That's not what happened in my ending. And I don't like that. But apparently, because I, you know, I'm nosy and I Wikipedia'd the game while I was doing my research for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I didn't play it on Xbox and I probably played it on PlayStation 2. But it, I guess it reads whatever file you had for the first one and then it goes off of that. So I think that was like the default one. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I was like, "That's pretty neat." And that now I kind of want to replay it. Kind of, we'll see. <laughs> wow, that is like in depth. Like it entirely changes the storyline of what's going on based on your uh, previous game that you played. <laughs> that's awesome. I thought it was cool in Symphony of the Night 
or not Symphony of the Night, in Metal Gear when it knew that I played Symphony of the Night. Really? Oh, for, yeah. In, in Metal Gear Solid on the on the PlayStation, Psycho Mantis reads your memory card. Yeah. Psycho um, Mantis was awesome. Oh yeah, that was that was like the coolest part. It, badass. And they uh they they did that same thing on the um the GameCube version too. The um oh Twin Snakes. Yeah, Twin Snakes, right? He's like, oh, are you like Mario games? I'm like, yeah. And you're like, yes. It's a, it's a GameCube, buddy. Everybody, you don't even have to read the memory card. Everybody's got the Mario games for it. We all have sunshine. I can't wait for the new Metal Gear game where he's fighting zombies. Oh, that looks so good. Is that sarcastic or? <laughs> Very. <It looks> stupid. <laughs> he's got like a bow and arrow, I think, now. I was like, what the hell is going on? You know, maybe comfortable that you were steadily getting louder because I know you were getting closer to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> no, that... Um, are they still bringing that out? I don't even... I haven't heard anything about that in a while. Was there anything at E3 yeah, about it, that? It, it got delayed, delayed till 2018. Just, I guess Konami, you know, they're putting all their genius on hold for the no, time being. There's so... I, that's got to be the worst video game company, and that says a lot. There's so many terrible companies out there. Like, did you I see? So good. <laughs> did you see what they did for like the thirty-something anniversary for Castlevania? They announced a new pachinko machine, and yeah. um, and, and they released some high-res images. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's funny though? They're doing Bomberman pretty well on the Switch because oh, really? Konami did that. But they're yeah. they're saying all the future DLC will be free. Yeah, but did. Ooh. What are they doing though? Is Konami actually making it, or they just let somebody make it and they put their name on it? Is it actually developed by a smaller company that they gave the Bomberman license to? I don't know, but if I research that and they're not the ones making it, I'm I, sure I, they're not. And really, really, come on, Bomberman! Like, how much work does it take to make Bomberman? They perfected it. <laughs> they perfected it like 30 years ago. Well, it only says Konami on uh, the game. All right. Well. Yeah. It doesn't say anybody else. Maybe they're actually making a game. Give I us a some... give us a fucking <laughs> Castlevania or or a worthy Metal Gear. All right, let's let's talk about that. Konami. Konami was gonna do PT, right? Yes. Yes, they were. Right, Man, right. Where, I... Where's where's the Silent Hill? Where's the Castlevania? Where's the Metal Gear? Where's anything, Konami? I watched. Ooh, I watched Val. I watched Val play PT, and that was probably one of the scariest games I've ever seen. You should have played it. No. That's like one of those psychological things, right? <laughs> like you were saying where you turn around and there's a different wall there than was there before. You never played PT? Um, well, I can't now. I I've watched oh, no. a, I've watched a video of people playing it though. I think it was actually a Game Grumps episode. <laughs> Every time I played it was something different, which I thought was really cool. Oh, really? I didn't know that. That's awesome. Like there was only one time where I saw that the chick and she'll, like, grab me up, and then I had to start from the beginning, and I was like, the hell just happened? And then a realer time I played, I never saw her again. I was like, where'd she go? <laughs> oh, my God. That is awesome. And then, like, another time she was in the window, I was like, I don't want to play this anymore. It's too damn late for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't believe they never brought that out. That's a killer. I had to, like, I, I know this sounds really bad, but, like, I couldn't even look at some parts that Val was playing. And it, and there's like a certain there's a, a part in it where you have to talk in your Bluetooth microphone. 
No, yeah, I don't remember what you had to say though. Neither, but it, I thought I, I thought that was so badass. But that's the only way that you could beat the demo, is if you yeah. talk to the Bluetooth. And I was like, how the hell do you even know that? I had to Google it. Who the hell yeah. figured that out? Yeah, right. And and what are you supposed to? What if you don't have your Bluetooth like hooked up? It's not on. Like, what do <laughs> you do then? There's gotta be a different way to beat it. And, and especially, especially you know, PT. That's it's not a multiplayer game. I don't, I don't specifically, you know, will be wearing my headset while I'm playing a single player game. <laughs> you know, that would be a good one though for a headset. No ambiance and whatnot. I, I would, I would probably not sleep for a week if I play that with the headset on. You're so dramatic. I know I'm dramatic, but that that was rough. That was rough to watch. <laughs> Yeah, this is hard to um, to accept coming from somebody that like specifically watches horror movies and is part of a horror movie podcast. <laughs> I know. Like, there goes all my credibility. Yeah, like that that game was too scary to watch. I don't know. Like, not like, even not even playing. You're sitting there watching it. But games nowadays they're much scarier than movies are. Um, in, my, in my opinion, they're they're. I think they fuck with you way more than a movie would. Well, yeah, it's because you're in the uh, in the shoes of the character, especially yeah. these uh, first person ones now. Yep. Yep. Like the Resident Evil um, seven, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah there, there was one part in Resident Evil seven. I was like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, Val, you're on your own. I was the whole time, except for <laughs> what? Two boss fights? One. Yeah, you had to, you had to bust out the big guns for that. Because I got really lazy and angry and I didn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. Was that only? I don't remember. But other than that, I played the whole thing. And then you did the podcast on it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're honest. Oh, my God. All right. Cool. So um, I sort of had two that I was playing with doing. um, And it's actually like three games. But I'm just going to jam two of them together. And uh, I kind of want your guys' opinions on this as well, because I'm sure you've played them. Is, let, let, first, let's talk about the uh, Left 4 Dead games. Oh, um, so good. That I'd already, I'd already mentioned. And these games are like, they're required playing as far as I'm concerned for even just video games in general. Like, this is one of the better examples of a team-based first-person shooter. Um... It's it's so simplistic that you could understand what's happening by playing the game for like a minute, not even a minute. Like you you start the game, you're in a team, there's guns, start going and killing zombies, and that's all you got to know and make it to the exit. Um, if you haven't played any of the Left 4 Dead games, it's extremely simple. I'm not even quite sure what exactly the story is. There's a zombie outbreak. You're one of four characters. You start the each each chapter is broken up into a different segment. The chapters are somewhat non-linear, from what I understand. Like if you just play it in a row, um, they they don't really connect, especially when you add Left 4 Dead 2. But they're out of place. Like they do connect, you just don't realize they connect until you sort of get the whole picture together, and you're like, oh, well, this team was doing this, they were doing this, and that's how they came together in this chapter. And okay, that all makes sense. But anyway, you don't even need any of the stories because the gameplay and the game itself are the reason for playing these games. Like I said, I don't even really know the story. It doesn't even really matter. It's a zombie outbreak. What else do you want to know? Does I think it... that is the story. It it's is, a right. Zombie outbreak. Has it ever been explained if there's like a reason for the outbreak? I don't even know. I don't even think they've gotten into that. I don't think that. so. 
Um, but yeah, you, you're one of four characters. All the characters play the same. They, not, it's not like a certain character has different abilities versus others. They all play the same. You get whatever weapons, you know, maybe you're better with a shotgun or you're better with the Uzi or whatever. You choose whatever weapon you feel suits your play style best. Um, a melee weapon or an infinite pistol. And um, you go to it and you start killing zombies. And the brilliance of this game is, in my opinion, it the, the teamwork is required. You have to be a part of this team or you will not survive. Your team members are going to be attacked and and taken hold of by one of the special undead at some point. It happens in every game, and every it always comes up, and you have to protect them. You have to stop that thing. You have to help people up. You have to really act as a team. And even if you're playing this game in single-player mode, the computer AI takes over the other three characters that you're not playing. This is one of the few times I do not recommend playing single-player mode on a game. Yeah, I think that's rough. I think it's it's extremely difficult, too, because the fucking computer's stupid. You're like, <laughs> you can't tell the computer to go do things. You're like, all right, come on, go, let's go. Like, it doesn't work like that. Um, but if you're playing online with people, and in fact, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if the, uh, if the Xbox 360 or PlayStation servers are still up for this game, but I, I booted this game up. I booted Left 4 Dead 2 up uh, yesterday, and there was like 200 and something servers running still playing this game. Like, people wow. people are still cranking this game out. The first one was in 2008. Left 4 Dead 2 got released in 2009. Um, and it, it's still going relatively strong. Um, on the PC, at least, that's probably mostly because the game goes on crazy Valve sales. Anytime there's a sale, uh, all, Valve's entire library is basically up for pennies. And, in fact, they usually have, like, the Valve collection or whatever that has every Valve game. Um, <clears throat> but the, uh, the Left 4 Dead games are, and Max, Max, it's like $6. Like, I don't, I don't know about a Steam sale if I've seen it more than that, but they're absolutely worth picking up and they are a blast. Uh, Mike, wh um, what do you think of Left 4 Dead? Either, you know, a, you know they're the same for me in my Left, opinion. Left 4 Dead 2 is probably one of my favorite games because yeah. my, uh, my buddy and I, and I, and I think, it, people are going to disagree with me, but I think the achievement system, probably the trophy system too, for PlayStation, I think that's what, for me, that's what made me put in at least over 100 hours into the game. Mm -hmm. Because, they, like, there was, for example, there was one achievement <clears throat> that um, you had to carry uh, Noam Chomsky throughout this entire, that carnival level. And you, you had to, like, just carry him and you had to bring him onto the helicopter at the very end. Like, it's like stuff like that that made it super interesting to me. And it's such a simple concept, yet they made it, they made, there's so many different things you could do with it. Yeah. I, I love, absolutely love Left 4 Dead 2. Left 4 Dead 1 is fantastic as well. But I think Left 4 Dead 2 is probably one of the best sequels I've ever played to a game because it just maximizes on everything from the first one. And even in the DLC for Left 4 Dead 2, you could play as the characters from the first one. There was uh, levels from the first one. It, it was just, it was fantastic. Yeah, I don't know if you've if you've played the the Steam version. I'm not sure how far they got into the DLC uh, on the Xbox and PlayStation. I don't I, I don't think I ever played Part Two on the Xbox. I only had it on PC at that point. But um, the DL if, if you fire up Left 4 Dead Two, that's the only one I play now because the entirety of Left 4 Dead One is in Left 4 Dead Two. Yeah, like the whole game, the the characters, the levels, the DLC, everything is in Left 4 Dead Two. So if you fire up that game. 
and you go, you know, if you want to play online or whatever, and you sort of want to get the entire Left 4 Dead story, it's all in there. Not that there is a, really a story you need to follow, but if you want to play every level, they're all available in there. Plus, all the community-made levels. They make so much crazy shit that, like, and Valve just lets people make whatever they want, and it, and it's as easy as if if somebody makes up some weird campaign like i know they've got all kinds of crazy stuff uh, they they try not to let copyright stuff on there but you know there's like simpsons campaigns and a whole bunch of other weird shit like you just click add a campaign and that's it it lets you just bring in a campaign that you download that's um, awesome and if the servers are available you can play it online with people but it it makes doing the craziest stuff that you know these the game makers and stuff you know all the fans make um it's completely nuts, and the game's over the top, and, and uh, I, I love how fast-paced it is and stuff. How about you, Val? Did you get into the Left 4 Deads at all? Uh, I played the first one when it like first came out, and I beat it. And the second one, no one wanted. Everybody had already beaten it, and nobody wanted to play it again. Aww. So I got like halfway through the second one because you're right, the computer sucks. Yeah, it's it's extremely difficult to do single player on. Um, I, I tried a couple rounds last, not last night, uh, yesterday morning, and I, I was just trying to refresh my memory. I'm like, oh, you know, I don't need to actually go in and play this and ruin other people's games because I'd be terrible playing it because I haven't <laughs> played it in years. So I'm like, oh, I'll just go into the single player just so I could, you know, refresh my memory on, on what the game was like. And, like, <laughs> I fucking died at the same spot two or three times, and I was finally like, fuck this, I'm joining a game, I joined a game and beat it first shot because the players are all really good and not stupid. So, yeah, yeah it's... it's the, game, the game does offer a challenge, too. Like, if you play it on Expert... Oh, my God. That was one of the achievements I could never get on the 360 because, number one, I could never find a, a, a game <laughs> with a lot of good people. Everyone would just do their own thing. But you need, like, three other buddies with you in a room playing it and you have to like like go here go here go here there's a lot of strategy involved too yeah absolutely you'll have like some people ducking and some people standing um just to like hold off so you know when when to use your secondary weapon and when to use your main weapon not waste your ammo until you know there's a um you know an ammo supply coming up um it gets crazy and and one of the big parts of these games that i think is it's a big thing that valve sort of pushed is what they call the director and the director is essentially the AI to control the swarms and and, and waves of zombies. Uh, there, there's a, each level essentially has there's a couple sections where you're gonna get the same thing almost every time. Like if there's a tank that shows up, at least you know in, in computer. If you're not doing verses, I mean, if you're just doing four people, you know, playing the uh, playing the campaign. Um, there are sections where you're like, okay, I know there's, there, I know there's a tank showing up here and it's usually like, uh, you know, an 80% chance that there's going to be a tank here. But other than that, the, the swarms of zombies that come in, the, the director quote unquote in the background takes care of when to send the hordes of zombies, um, and how many show up and, and what kinds show up to, to provide whatever challenge that the, the players are playing to essentially. So no matter how good you are, it's it always is difficult to like. It, it always provides a challenge. You're never like, oh, we'll just breeze through this one because the AI is smart enough to be like, all right, we're gonna send triple the zombies we did last time because these guys cruise through this level. So now we're gonna up it and make it worse for them. Um, 
I think that's really a really good way to do it. And, and when you when you hear a horde of zombies coming and the music starts kicking up, you're like, oh my god. Yep, where are they coming from? <laughs> Here we go. All right, are they coming from the front? Are they coming from the back? Do we, you know, which we have to sort of pin our location down and and fend off this horde, or is it like going to be just a minor one that you want to push through so you don't get stuck in this one location? And they send a bunch of the special dead characters to get you. Um, but yeah, the, the the special characters are a big part of the game too because they're the only ones that provide actual challenge. the The regular zombies are just fodder. They're just there to eat up your bullets essentially. Nothing. They don't really provide a challenge for you, and you could even take most of them out with melee weapons and the, and the single, you know, infinite sidearm you get. But um, but they're trying to waste your bullets on on these normal zombies. And the special dead are the ones you have to really save your bullets for. Like you've got the hunter that jumps around and can and can kill a player pretty quickly if you're not kept together. He, he's, he's always looking for uh, a player that sort of goes off on his own. That or like the smoker, which like wrangles you and, and chokes you and lets the other zombies attack you. The boomer, which brings on hordes. Um, there's of course the witch, like the fucking scariest thing you see in a video game, and it's just sitting there crying, and you can't use your flashlight near it, and you can't like shoot your guns off when you're near it. So you're just trying to avoid waking this thing up because once it wakes up, it's just gonna go ballistic and kill everyone. Oh, man, I love it. Hey, did you ever get into the uh, versus matches, Mike? You get into those a lot? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you play online and you could be one of those special dead. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, my God. That is so much fun. It Nothing is... beats being a smoker and like kind of like sniping somebody from the top of a building <laughs> and just like grabbing them. And they were just like choking on the side of a building. And you, you see these uh, his teammates like looking around and he's like, I'm up here. It's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, those were a blast. We actually, uh, back in the day, I remember doing some UHM Left 4 Dead uh, matches. It was like uh, Fright and I think maybe Hectic. I can't remember who else used to come in on them. Um, but we used to do some of them on the PC, and we'd always do the versus matches, and it was always a blast. Hilarious time doing those. Um, but yeah, I love I love both. The, you know, well, Left 4 Dead 2 is really the one I, I would only play now. There's not really a point in me playing Left 4 Dead 1 anymore. But, Do you think they'll come out with Left 4 Dead 3? Uh, I don't know that Valve makes video games anymore. <laughs> I mean, honestly, what what was the... Uh, I mean, they still do updates for, like, Team Fortress, right? But Yeah, um, that's not dying ever. Um, the last I, was Portal the last one Portal they made? Portal 2, right? Was Portal 2 was the last one that I know of they made. Yeah, I think so. And they're one of the finest video game makers period and and it's so sad but you know they spend so much time working their you know the whole steam side and they had a few years trying to get those steam machines off the ground and the steam controller you know they got into that hardware side a little bit i think um i i would rather see them do video games they came out with a game in 2014 and 2016 what games what are they a left for dead survivors in uh japan and then uh the lab came out in uh april 5th 2016 it's a vr game they have counter-strike next on uh zombies in 2014 counter-strike online 2 2013 yeah right right counter-strike dota 2 2013 oh yeah oh they do dota don't they i forgot about that i don't play that so (laughs) i don't either about it 
I, I would want them to make a Left 4 Dead 3 over a Portal 3 or a Half-Life 3. A I, lot of people are so dedicated to Half-Life, but I never really dabbled in them. Uh, I was I was real big into Half-Life. I loved Half- I've played Half-Life 1 probably like a dozen times. Um, Half-Life 2 probably like four or five times, but only because Half-Life 2 is so fucking long. You can't like play it a million times. You have to, It takes a long time to beat, especially with the DLCs or, or you know, whatever they call them, the episode episode two or episode one and episode two after uh yeah. after the first half-life two i had um, the orange box i just never yeah I went to it. oh Play yeah portal. <laughs> yeah portal no i'd love to see more games from them and and from what i understand the development of the first left for dead it was by like five people and you know they they worked at valve and they had Obviously, all the Valve Creator Suite or whatever they have that lets you use the Source Engine. You know, they, they, they've got all the Gary's mods and all the stuff they give away to people now. But they were like, yeah, just play around with the Source Engine and do whatever you want to do. And they came up with this, like, oh, we're going to make a zombie game. And pretty much all they had were just swarms of zombies coming in at, at teams of four players. And they loved it so much. They were like, all right, we're going to actually make a game out of this. Like, that's it. This is amazing. And we're just going to go forward with it. And that, it was a big surprise hit, in my opinion, because I didn't really sort of see the game coming. It wasn't like on my radar. It it got released, and I think I either found it from UHM or was like just browsing around, you know, the 360 uh, section of a GameStop and was like, oh, my God, look at this, a zombie game, Valve. I'm like, yep, I'm buying this. And it was amazing. But, but yeah, so the reason I really brought that up is because the game I actually wanted to talk about, I think, compares extremely, or it's a, it's an interesting comparison to the Left 4 Dead games, um, and, and that's uh, Dead Island. Uh, have either of you guys played Dead Island? No. Yeah, I played it. So, similarly to Left 4 Dead, you are four people that show up in a, a, a zombie invasion that they... I mean, they go into a little bit of background, but whatever. It doesn't need to be explained. And um, you need to kill the zombies. Uh, Difference-wise is the uh, the game is more RPG. It has RPG elements. There's quests you have, to, you have to take care of. People ask you to do things. Go get me this. Go kill this thing. Go find this. Whatever bring it back and you'll get a reward either in the form of experience points or, or a weapon or, you know, whatever, something they'll, they'll give you something as a reward. And, um, the experience points you use to get your level ups for your characters and you unlock more special abilities that your character has and playing this game. Now, you know, com- sort of comparing it back to back with left for dead, the speed of play of, um, the games is, it's like Left 4 Dead is at a 10 and Dead Island is at like a 3. Like, it's it plays completely differently. It's a first-person game. You think, oh, it's going to be similar. It's not similar at all. In Left 4 Dead, if you have... If you just had a swarm of, let's just say, 20 zombies coming at you, you'd be like, oh, no problem. Mow them down with a machine gun in two seconds. Done deal. In Dead, in Dead Island, if you had three zombies coming at you at the same time, you're like, holy shit, what am I going to do? I don't know if I'm going to be able to take all of them out. Um, mostly because the game isn't necessarily a first-person first shooter. It's mostly a first-person melee game. 
So you're using melee weapons the entire time. Knives, hammers, baseball bats, um, you know, oars, anything you find on this island to fend off the, the undead. And it takes multiple, multiple hip, hits to take down a zombie. And if you have a really weak weapon, I mean, you could be there all day swatting at them, not doing any damage uh, versus, you know, something that's a little more powerful. The I have a good time with this game, but I could see where people have a lot of problems with it. Um, I, I think the game benefits greatly from playing on a keyboard and mouse. And from what I understand, the controls on a console are like they do somewhat gimmicky things like mike did you play it on a console yeah i played it for 360 isn't there like you you can choose the direction of swing you have by like using the analog sticks or something right uh i played it when it first came out because that trailer hyped me so much oh my oh that was another part i wanted to talk about but yeah but i don't remember i think so that makes sense that, that makes me kind of remember something but i'm not sure if i remember it right <laughs> yeah the pc is a, is a little bit different in that like you don't necessarily you can control the direction of your swing by sort of clicking and giving your mouse a little whip one way or the other but as long as you have you know you get your aiming reticle even even when you have the uh a melee weapon if you if you're aiming at the head and that thing turns red you're going to be hitting the head you know when you click so it, I don't care if it's a vertical swipe or a, or a side swipe. I think one of the intuitive things that they have is the physics engine on the zombies themselves is pretty good. So if a zombie is hunched over and you run up to it and kick it in the face, it's going to fall back on its ass, which helps you in combat. Um, versus if a zombie is coming forward at you and it's sort of leaning forward, going to do a swing, and you kick it, you're just going to slow him down a little bit. He's not going to stop his forward progress. So um, it, it helps to have like, oh, this one's coming in. I'm going to hit him with a baseball bat really to throw him off balance. And then when he's off balance, I'm going to kick him in the back and he's going to land face first on the ground. And I run up and just smash his head open with a hammer like that. That sort of stuff, I think, is when the game works best in the beginning stages of the game. When you don't care about what weapons you have, because the weapons are also destructible in this. Um, you don't care, you know, if you waste your weapons, it doesn't matter because you're going to find more shitty weapons anyway. I think that's when the game works the best. Like when you're just going through weapons, no problem. It gets a little more hampering later on in the game when you, when you've gotten some better weapons and you've, um, modded them and leveled them up and made them more powerful. And you don't want to dare lose this particular weapon because it's like really good for one thing and you start using it sparingly. So you have two or three weapons that you keep for like the big bad zombies you got to take out. And then you've got all your fodder that you're just smashing the other ones with, you don't, and you'll throw them away. You know, you've got two of them or two or three you don't care about. And you got these other ones, these awesome weapons that you're not going to end up using as much. And that, that's sort of a negative, but where it, they try to account for that is in, there's a repair system where you can repair your damaged or broken weapons and, and that helps, you know, you you spend money to repair things and you can keep those awesome weapons. So I guess if you wanted to go through, use them. But it ends up being, you end up like, oh, I don't want to waste my good weapon on these shitty zombies. So I'm just going to use this shitty weapon on the shitty zombies. So the whole idea that they built up, you can make your own weapons and do all these cool things. You know, it's a little bit like um, Dead Rising, you know, how you can make crazy weapons in that. And again, those yeah. those those weapons destruct as well. But there's sort of an infinite supply of weapons in that game. Like, anything is a weapon. 
Like the whole, you know, oh, here's a park bench. I'm going to pick it up and throw it at a bunch of zombies. And to uh, make those higher level weapons, I mean, there's plenty of materials around yeah, Dead right. Rising to uh, gather. Yeah, in Dead Island, you're searching around a little bit more. You're trying to figure like, oh, I got to find more nails or I got to find another pair of brass knuckles to make something. And they do cool stuff. You get like electrified machetes and baseball bats with nails in them and shit like that. That's cool. <clears throat> and every now and then you'll find a gun. And the guns, in my opinion, are so scarce and ammo is so scarce, you only use them when you find other humans you have to kill. You, I, I never used a gun against zombies. Like, it was purely for, you get into a firefight with other humans at certain points in the game, and that's when you want a gun. You, you only want that to take out the humans, um, not necessarily the zombies, which is a negative. The other thing I've, I, I didn't love was the cheating community got pretty big on this for a while. And, um, I, you know, you'd play online and stuff. I'd go online with people, and there's you're in the beginning of the game, maybe you're just starting a new character or trying to level him up or whatever, and you're playing with some guy, and he's got, like, ten assault rifles with infinite ammo. And he's like, oh, you want one? And I'm like, no. Like, what, what, what you, like you cheated and got these in here? He's like, yeah, well, whatever. You know, it makes the game easier. And I'm like, well, then you're not playing the game. Like, the game is scavenge for weapons not let me just get an infinite ammo assault rifle and take out every zombie in the game where is the fun in that he's trying to turn it into left for dead and i'm like then play left for dead you know the game's not yeah, built I like agree. that so i don't know the, the, the game has pluses and minuses um it's slow paced slower paced anyway it um i like the rpg elements of it and actually playing it again now it reminds me oddly enough of the new zelda game like, you've got all these damaging wep weapons that break. You've got all these side quests you could do or not do. You have to run around and, you know, find buffs. And if you know certain locations that have certain things, you can go there and, like, oh, I know this place is, is the place that's going to have this machete or, or this is going to be the one that I want to pick up this one weapon before I do this other mission. Um, stuff like that sort of reminded me of Zelda, which is a little bit weird uh, to be comparing the two. But I don't know. I sort of like the game. It came out in uh, in 2011, and um, they had a kind of sequel with Dead Island Riptide. It was a direct follow-up. It was it was a DLC package, but they also sold it as its own game. It was one of those things. I never played that one, so I, I don't know how, how far to get into it. Um, unlike Left 4 Dead, you can play this game by yourself. You don't need the four people to play it. And I think at certain points when I have played um, online with people, the four people thing only really helps when you're doing a mission that is extremely combat intensive. Like if you're defending a location and, you know, you could be like, OK, you know, you watch this side over here and you watch over here and build up this wall and I'll stay here because I have a gun and I'll do this and whatever. Um, then it's beneficial. But. In other situations where it's like, okay, you know, go find these flares on this side of the island and bring them back to me. That's not fun with four people. You're not going to have four people running off and, and getting flares and then running back to this guy. It's That's like boring as hell. So, yeah. I mean, imagine like a multiplayer Skyrim, right? You'd be like, it would just be chaos because nobody would want to do the same thing unless there's one big battle thing that everything would, would help on. So... I guess that's a that's a negative of the game, but since you mentioned it, Mike, the trailer for uh, Dead Island. Oh my God! It, it in my opinion is the greatest trailer 
maybe for anything. It might just be movies. It might be one of the best trailers of all time for anything. Definitely. Do you remember? It was a really cool trailer. That was the one in the hotel room, right? Yes. Family, yeah. Oh, my God. When that trailer came out, the internet exploded. And I think that's why this game was bought by anyone was because mm-hmm. of that trailer. Um, if, if you haven't seen it, just go on to Google and just type in Dead Island trailer. It'll pop. It'll pop up. It'll be like the first thing on YouTube. Um, and there's whole, like fans have made different cuts of the trailer. They've made, you know, um, they've played it. The trailer, essentially, you find out is playing in reverse. Um sort of explaining this one like zombie outbreak thing that happens but the uh people have played it you know they they play it in forward they change all the different aspects of it they put different music on it um in fact at one point a studio purchased the rights to dead island to make a movie based off the trailer that's pretty awesome it is awesome It's, it's since gone into limbo and it's probably been canceled but um, the reason I say that based on the trailer is because what happens in the trailer never, ever happens in the game. You don't even see that trailer in the game. It's not even part of the disc. It's not anything to do with the game other than it's a family at a resort and a zombie outbreak is happening. Yeah. So a lot that, of that's that's what kind of killed it for me, too. A lot of people were very disappointed in that uh, because the trailer was so amazing and the uh, they sort of half-assed it. I mean, not that they half-assed it. I don't know who is responsible for making the trailer, but none of that really happens in the game. So it's it's this weird, uh, it's this amazing artistic thing that has little to no connection to the game that it's selling. <laughs> It's uh, it's an interesting thing that they got going on there, but but I think the game is good. I I wouldn't nearly say it's like uh, you know it's great or one of the best games ever. I've got a bunch of hours logged into it. I've played a, a few different characters. I beat it twice, I think, and um, I revisited it yesterday just again to get another feeling of how the game was before this podcast. And I had a really good time. I was actually went back and played it. Probably played it two to three times longer than I was intending to um, because I was having fun smashing zombies in, in the opening part of the game. Like when you're when you're first playing the game and you get like, you know, a bow or and you break your first zombie's arm and it's just dangling there useless. You're like, that is awesome. <laughs> Taking out their legs and then smashing their head till it explodes. Good times. But um, other than that aspect, the long play on this game it doesn't have a lot of replay value, and it is it sort of drags. You're doing the same thing over and over after you get out of the first section of the island, and you get into the other sections. You're doing the same thing. It's 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 go get this for me missions. Go out and get this, and you know come back and defend this place. Okay, and then do this, and then you can make it to the next section of the island. And then once you do that, do the exact same things over and over again, uh, building your levels up and getting more you know, powers or abilities or whatever. But I don't know. I like it. If I had to give it anything, I'd give it like a, uh, uh, I'd say like a six and a half to maybe a seven out of 10. It's not great, but it's fun enough that I beat it. And I don't beat a lot of things and put a lot of time into stuff. Um, It's no left for dead. Left for dead's like a solid nine, nine and a half. Oh yeah. Like just 
absolute blast. And and that's one of my favorite types of games, like we had mentioned earlier on the fighting games. I could pick that up. You could play it for 20 minutes, and then you could just say, oh, I got to go somewhere, and that's the end of it. It's yeah. not time intensive. You could just boom, 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 done, and uh, and move on. The uh, Dead Island game, you you got to play it for hours and hours and hours. And if you don't like the mechanics, like we talked about before, Val, then you're going to be like, I'm not playing this anymore. Yeah, exactly. So that's understandable. So what, what do you guys think? Um, you got anything else you want to talk about video game-wise or, uh, or well, for anything? I, like, for Dead Island, I, I just want to say, too, like, uh, when, when I bought it, Initially, I brought my buddy over. I'm like, cool, this is going to be kind of like an updated Left 4 Dead. We can put a lot of hours into it. <laughs> you know, I bought the game. He was with me. We got a controller set up. We got our snacks ready and everything. It was sweet. Sit down. It's like he's got a controller in hand. I've got a controller in hand. And we're sitting there watching. I'm like, oh, well, you know, he's like, I can't join. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe this is like the intro level. There's a lot of games that have an intro level and then you can join. Nope. It is not local co-op. Get out of here. I didn't know that. It is not. <laughs> and I I was so disappointed by that. Combine that disappointment. Because I, I remember it clearly. That was, what, 2011 you said it came out? Yeah. yeah. So 2011. So I remember it clearly because he played because I felt bad that he came over. And I fell asleep. <laughs> and... Like I, I tried playing it the next day and I was not getting into it because I that trailer hyped me up so much and I was like, Oh, what is this? And then the RPG system, in my opinion, shouldn't even be there because all the zombies level up with you. Every yes. single one. Yeah, they do. So I don't I used an exploit and I found a zombie that couldn't die, but you could keep hitting him for XP. So I leveled up to like level fifty within like a couple hours. And then it's that's the last time I played it. I it was just not what I was expecting in a way. And the no local co-op thing when that game could have been awesome with local co-op. Wow, I had no idea it didn't do. I mean, you know, I I just played it on PC, so I I didn't have the, yeah. uh, the Xbox version. But that is nuts not to have local. Even they, they did it on the latest Halo, right? They don't have local co-op yeah. co on that. Yeah, yeah, but they the latest Halo or. Uh, 343 did say that all future Halos will be uh, local co-op because so many people complained about it. But I, I just, there's no excuse not to add in a local co-op to like an action FPS game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially because yeah. we all grew up playing them. Yeah. Locally. Couch co-op. And it's not hard to add in from what <laughs> we, I understand. We all grew up playing them. All right, Val. Some of us are a little bit older than you. Some of us grew up playing... <laughs> Local side-scrolling co-op. <laughs> yeah, but it's still local co-op. Some sort of co-op. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> You're like, oh, we all grew up playing. I'm like, no, nah, I was like in college <laughs> playing Halo local co-op. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I mean, even like Sega and Nintendo and stuff. No, like I couldn't true. imagine, you know not being able to do that that'd be stupid so if we could do that in the 80s why the hell can't we do that now yeah goddamn right that was actually a big thing so a lot of pc games they don't even bother putting that in um not for side scrollers but i mean i mean for like you know fps's most of them they don't put in a local co-op option because they're like what are you gonna have two keyboards and two mice hooked up um and i've actually i've downloaded some 
some modifications and um, and some hacks to run what they call like I could do I could do local co-op on Borderlands 2 on the PC. I've played with it before, and it's actually pretty good. You're you're running literally two copies of the game, and and setting up a in uh, an in network uh, hub with yourself. It's it's weird, but it works. Um, that sounds I, so odd to me because why can't you just have like two Xbox controllers with your PC? Yeah, exactly. Well, they do, but why would you want to play within a controller when you have a PC if you're playing an FPS? That's crazy. Eh, that's true. Um, but but the um, it does work. You you can do it. Um, but for whatever reason, um, who the hell makes uh, Borderlands 2K? Um, yeah. Yeah. They they just said. It would it would almost be trivial, but it would also almost never be used. And to troubleshoot and go through all that process wouldn't be worth it for us to put it in. So they never did. Um, which I think is Borderlands would be cool with even with uh, I know that keyboard and mouse is like far superior, but even if you they did give it you know co op, but you had to use controllers, I think yeah. that would be a big uh, big hit. Yeah. Well, eventually, what I did was when I did get that Xbox One, I picked up the uh, the Handsome Jack collection, which has Borderlands yeah. Two with local co op, mostly because I wanted Elisa to play it with me. Um, we played it for like uh, three or four days, and then um, we get distracted with something else. I think it was Smash Brothers came out shortly after that or something. Yeah, that came out around the same time. So. But yeah, no, yeah, local co-op's a weird thing to to not include on Dead Island. I agree. That's crazy. That's that's a game that definitely needs it, especially on a console. Yeah, I and would... maybe they added it in with Riptide. I'm not. I have never even touched Riptide. Don't know. But... Like I said, I I liked Dead Island, and I, I Riptide's probably gone on sale a million times, and I've never picked it up because I'm like, am I really gonna invest that much more time playing this? <laughs> have you played uh, Dying Light? No, no. Again, that's in my. That's another in my wish list. I'm sitting there that's, in the wish list, waiting for a good, waiting for a good deal. The limited time I got with Dying Light, because I I got it for PC, yeah. and I was playing it, and it was phenomenal. Because it's like a parkour zombie game, a lot of fun, and um, it's it's recently it came out. I forget a handful of years ago, but it's still getting DLC. Like they just announced a ten free DLC updates for it. Really. Yeah, and they're putting in, they put in so much effort into that game, and my one buddy, he absolutely loves it. He thinks it's, like, phenomenal. Hmm. Yeah, I've watched videos of it. It looks awesome. Oh, man. But, yeah, so that's what we got. Um, anything else you guys want to cover, talk about? No, uh, not that I can think of. That's all you got? <laughs> it's, it's a pretty, you know varied uh question yeah well there's so many like games and shit yeah. we could talk about but... oh yeah we could do a ton more did um, you hear what uh uh take two did uh grand theft auto oh my god <laughs> yeah 80 essentially 86 the uh the, the yeah. player mod scene which is yeah. fucking crazy that they and would do that i was reading a few reddit comments and say and this actually happened to me on xbox one when i play grand theft auto online it, you'd go into a server and you'd get like two million dollars from a random person, just like how you joined Dead Island. He was like, "Hey, do you want you know this assault rifle?" But yeah, right. at Grand Theft Auto, they wouldn't even ask you. You just get two million dollars in your bank account. And then Rockstar put out a thing. This was a few years ago. Rockstar put out a thing that if you were caught cheating, you will be banned from online. 
So I emailed him. I'm like, listen, you know, I didn't, I didn't ask for this money. I, of course, I spent it, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I spent it. I bought a bulldozer and you know whatever, <laughs> um, or a dump truck rather. And uh, I told auto. him, like, listen, you know, I had this much money in my bank account originally. I just, I just delete the money, you know. And Rockstar is real cool about it. They said whatever you bought with all the money, you get to keep, but all the money will get deleted from your account, and that's fine. But this new, um, new thing that happened is, uh, I forget the name of it. Yeah, Take Two. They took down us uh the modding community and i forget the name of it it's like open four or something yeah yeah and they took it all out and what a lot of reddit commenters were saying is they took all their money out of their bank accounts too like if you were cheating or not mm-hmm. so it's it's pretty ridiculous so now there's like no more modding community and that's why on steam it has an overwhelmingly negative review now because so oh, many yeah. people got together like fuck this shit yeah, that's it. That's absolutely nuts that they would do that because I mean, there. I, I'll go on. You know, how many times do you see like a fucked up, hilarious GIF from Grand Theft Auto show up either on Reddit or even just like a video on YouTube with somebody doing something crazy? Like uh, there, there, there's that famous one from Four with the monkey flying around and shooting, <laughs> shooting cars out of his butthole or something. Yeah, <laughs> like... I saw some guy launch rockets from his motorcycle and he flew in the sky and he blew up a helicopter. I'm like, what the fuck's <laughs> going on? But that's hilarious stuff, man. I don't even like that's part of that's playing the game, still, I think. And that's why it's still sixty dollars on Steam. Yeah, you know, because of that modding community and people will buy it. Now yep. their sales are gonna drop. Oh yeah. I, I think and and it in the fucked up part is it is that it's like you said, it's from take two. It's not from um uh what do you call it? Um, Rockstar. Rockstar, right. It's not Rockstar that's doing this, it's take two and you're like, all right, well, Rockstar's essentially also given the go-ahead to the modding community because they think that stuff's funny as hell. Yeah. So, weird. Weird. The gaming world is a strange place. Yeah. Yeah, people are, people are really pissed at them, and they're pissed at, um, uh, what's it, uh, Bethesda for, um, for bringing out yeah. Skyrim again. So, so, yeah, they had free mods for Skyrim and, I think, Fallout. And then they, they're like, no, we're going to take those away and put paid mods in because, you know, we want to support our creators. And then people are like, well, we're not going to pay for them. And Bethesda's like, ah, okay, never mind. We won't do it then. And then the new E3, they're like, ah, we're going to bring it back. It, it, what, what is going on in this world? Like Bethesda used, uh, like a year ago, they were, you know, being loud, lauded as like one of the best developers and, and they listen to their community and they give them what they want and everything's great. And now everyone's like, fuck Bethesda, they suck. Yeah, I saw a meme on uh, on Reddit, and they're like, a year ago, it was Rockstar and Bethesda are awesome, but fuck EA. And in the new, uh, and they're like 2017, it's like, uh, fuck Rockstar and Bethesda, but go EA. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, it's ridiculous. Well, I, Bethesda was annoying at E3, too. It's like, here's some old games that have been out since like 2011. And here's all the stuff that you could get now. And let's bring back Skyrim once again. Oh, and yeah, here we'll tuck some game, two games in the back. Yeah, these are new. There you go. Oof. It's like, what the heck? Like, I don't give a crap about Skyrim. I don't give a crap about Fallout. They've both been out too long. Yeah. How about some new stuff? Make a new Call of Cthulhu. Because that game was great. There is a new Cthulhu game I saw coming out, but it wasn't from Bethesda. It was... Um... I forget who it is. But oh, it looks, yeah. But have you ever played the Xbox Call of Cthulhu? No. 
phenomenal. It's great. I never got to beat it, though, because I got a... It was, like, super rare to find, and they finally had one at GameStop when I was, like, 17, so I was like, hell yeah, I'll pick it up. And it was a little scratched, and I was like, whatever, it, it still plays. So I, you get the 30-day warranty. So after about a month and a half, I almost beat the game. I was at the second-to-last boss, and apparently that's when the uh, scratch decided to hit, because then it said my game oh, wouldn't play. Oh, that's that horrible. I was just like, unbelievable. And then I got Xbox Live, and it erased everything off my Xbox. Oh, my God. So I was like, ugh. Yep. <laughs> never, never even got nearly that far ever again. It's four ninety nine <laughs> on PC, just in case you were wondering. What, that Oh, one? wow. <laughs> Call of Cthulhu. Dark Corners? Yes. Or dark, yeah, dark Corners I... of the Earth. Yeah, that's not, get it. That's not, even, that's not a sale. <laughs> that's just the price. Well, it's old. I mean, it was on <laughs> yeah. original Xbox, so, well, I don't know, 2002? It says a release date. Well, this is the PC release date, April 26, 2006. Wow. So PC games sometimes come out later than uh, the console ones. That's funny. I was guessing. Yeah. Well, they got the new Wolfenstein, though. Uh, They announced that. Did you see the collector's edition I posted? On the forum? I did not. Is it like, what does it it have? Like a big bust of Hitler? Oh, no. It comes with like a (laughs) GI. <laughs> that was a little too much Hitler excitement there, Mike. <laughs> it comes with like a GI Joe figurine of BJ uh, Blaskowitz. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and it comes with like a steel book, and it's it's like it's ninety nine dollars, but it's fucking awesome looking. I'm super looking forward to that because Wolfenstein. I, I haven't finished uh, the New Order, mm-hmm. but it's so good. Yeah, I played. I I, I probably played. 20 minutes of it um and i get distracted because i got that like around the same time doom came out so yeah. i was like oh i'll play wolfenstein to get myself amped up for it i played like 20 minutes got distracted for, for a few days doom came out and then i never touched it again i was like I'll go i, I haven't sometime. touched doom since it came out <laughs> oh yeah, no that, that game i'll play for fucking all i love that game i i, I, I loved it i just i think i forget what else came out and then i was like ah, i think i need to spend more time in this other game and then doom is like you could pick it up and just play it anytime yeah yeah test not playing because my dad was getting bossy about it are you gonna play doom are you gonna play did you go this <laughs> way are you gonna go that way hey did you, did you see that thing behind you i'm like dude like it's nothing and i don't even know what the hell you're looking at <laughs> and i was like i'm not i'm done i'm never playing i'm like ruined it oh my god i think i'm gonna i'll do doom on the next um video game episode we do because that's sort of horror related I could oh, probably, hell yeah. I could probably do that, because I've beaten it, like, three or four times, gone through the multiplayer, all harder difficulties and everything. I fucking love that game. Val and I got the uh, collector's edition for that, too. Yeah. Oh, the with the, the Revenant? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I, I just. I never played 3, really, though. I have it, but I never played it. So when uh, the new Doom was coming out, I was like, let me bust this open. It is so dated. <laughs> Horribly dated. Good old Doom I, Three. But... Yeah, it sucks, I, I, I hear it's so good too. The uh, three? Yeah. Um, it's good. It's different. Again, it's it's not it's not Doom. Um, which is weird to say. It's a much slower paced game. Like again, it's one of like how I described a Dead Island. If you've got yeah. three or four enemies in in Doom Three, you're like, oh my god, this is gonna be rough. Whereas you know, in Doom 2016, 
if you've got two dozen enemies, you're like, yes, I needed health. I'm going to smash them all. <laughs> so it's it's a little bit different play style. Um, it's more story oriented, too, which is good or bad, depending on which way you look at it. Um, and I, I actually I really like the DLC package for that uh, Resurrection of Evil, maybe. I can't remember. It has it's some name along those lines and you get the soul cube and everything else. And that's that's good. I like that. Uh, I think I enjoyed that more because they made it a little more actiony. But anyway, uh, we'll, we'll save that for another uh, another episode, maybe. Um, but we should probably wrap this up because I do have to go for some Father's Day um, shenanigans over my aunt's house. Which is when we're recording this, by the way, on Father's <laughs> Day morning. So, uh, so when it's uploaded in a month, yeah, when we upload it in a month, (laughs) well, hopefully we'll get those other episodes recorded. Rumor is Shane's laptop is being unexploded or, or he's getting access to one that's not blown up yet. It's all those male nudes, you know, they, they clogged up his hard drive. Yep. Just full. Absolutely. Spilling out. It's just a man with hobbies. (laughs) Yep. They're just pouring out of it. You can't open it without <laughs> pop-ups coming flying up left and right. Man, I, I envy that man. Oh yeah, <laughs> he could take you know he could take the smallest picture of a dong and just his imagination. It would just be the biggest thing in the room. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh Shane, <laughs> he'll be back though, folks. Don't worry, we'll get him back. But anyway, I want to thank uh, Val for joining us and for. Opening, uh, opening my mind up to some stuff I haven't played yet. Looking forward to playing um, The Suffering, if I could find a copy of it somewhere. And, um, yeah, I'm, I think I'm actually going to check out Layers of Fear, Mike, that you mentioned. Um, I'll toss that in the old wi- uh, watch list, and when she drops Good. down in price, I'll pick it up. Also, Call of Cthulhu, because what Val's played, it's a pretty badass game. Yeah. Sh- sure. We'll put that up there. Everybody should be playing Left 4 Dead. Um and if, if somebody's hesitant on, like, uh, the PC front, like, oh, I don't have a really good PC, you don't need a great PC to play Left 4 Dead 2. No, not at all. Um, I was playing it on my laptop for a while um, and absolutely crushing it. You, I'm sure nowadays, if you have a modern-day laptop, I don't mean, you know, maybe not like a Microsoft Surface, but, like, oh, actually, <laughs> the, actually the newer Surfaces are pretty good on specs. Um but, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure it's even available on MacBooks and stuff. I know if, if that, I know there's Steam on Apple, and that's one game that will definitely be on there. So um, I think you should go check it out. You could catch it on a Steam sale. They have sales in the summer, the winter, the spring, the fall, fucking pretty much any holiday, and, um, and pick up Left 4 Dead 2, download all the updates, and uh, have a blast. It is awesome to play. So, yeah. And same thing with layers of fear. Like, uh, I think it's from a pretty small development company and for them to crank out such a a very good quality horror game, I would, I mean, I would just blindly buy the DLC just to support them because they're, it was a really good game. Yeah. Looking at their page, they got a whole bunch of like indie developer awards, um, on their front page. So yeah, they must be a a new up and comer that's coming out. I think it's like Bloober or something. <laughs> the Bloob? company. Bloob? It's Bloober. <laughs> I went to a beer tasting the other day, and they this company had a had a beer called Bloobs, 
or, or no, it was like, show me your bloobs. It was something along those lines, and it was a blueberry beer. Um, Perfect. <laughs> but they wouldn't serve it to anyone unless they specifically asked for the bloobs. Um, like, if you went up and said, oh, can I try your blueberry beer? They'd be like, no, you have to say the name. You have to say it. Like, can I have some bloobs? <laughs> show me your bloobs. Show me your bloobs. That's funny. So, um, yeah, good games. And um, we'll be back again, hopefully next week. Um, I think we'll try to get a uh, another recording under session. We've got all these uh, episodes built up. We're ready to record on, Mike. We just got to get to it. Yeah, they could be uh, the deleted, uh, the extras for upcoming an eventual DVD. Uh, I I believe you meant all you need is blood, which is the name <laughs> well, of our I'm, show now. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like if we ever put this onto like a media platform, like a DVD or something, it could be like the uh, the bonus feature. Oh, that'd be great! A DVD of just audio for like five hours. And Shane, we got a lot of hours. And Shane farting into the microphone. Yeah, I do have. You know when you like. The chapter select, every time that you select a chapter, it could be Shane just farting. I do have all of those isolated, as far as I know. <laughs> I'm waiting till we can get a good 10 minutes, just in a row of a montage. Oh, that'd be great. Val, you want to blast one off for us so I can put that in the collection? <laughs> I don't have one in me right now. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Val, prepare next time. Hit me up after I eat some pizza. We'll, we'll be good. <laughs> All right. I'm going to remind you next time you're coming on. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, pretty good for uh, for today. I want to thank uh, you guys for joining me. And um, want to remind everybody that they can hit us up at uhmpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit my Twitter up at Ryan Tutelo. You can find me on Facebook um, the UHM message boards at upcominghorrormovies.com. Uh, you can check out, um, I got some reviews up there on the, on the front page of upcominghorrormovies.com. Those are always fun to read. I'm getting people yelling at me for my Alien Covenant review that we're going to talk about, hopefully next time on the podcast. And, um, yeah, the, the Facebook group, uh, UHM Fans Facebook, you'll find us on there. And pretty much anywhere. Is there anything else I'm missing, Mike? Do, do you remember? There's probably there's probably a uh, another Twitter and um, Instagram account that I'm forgetting about. I didn't Shane. I don't know if you said it, but didn't Shane say something about an upcoming horror movie Instagram account? There's UHM tweet. That's the Twitter account. Um, uh -huh. I maybe just upcoming horror movies on Instagram. I don't know. I don't use Instagram. Oh, it's something like that. Yeah, look for it, people. Come on, you do a little homework. Why do I have to do everything? Val, what's your Instagram? Uh, Valbuasaurus. Boobs? Really, uh... Bloobs? <laughs> yeah, it's bloobs. Valbuasaurus. <laughs> awesome. And Mike, is there any way, do you want anyone to contact you or you just want to be left alone <laughs> in your cave? Oh, I'm on the, uh, the horror forum or the upcoming horror movies forum. Um, I'm on Facebook, the Facebook group. Uh, I barely use Instagram or, or the Twitter. Mike's asking everyone to not talk to him or uh, make contact with him, especially eye contact. If you do end up seeing him, just look away and, uh, <laughs> and then he'll be fine. Yeah, I'll just, you know, hide my corner. 
Yeah, but you know, if you want to say hi in the Facebook group or the the horror forum, I'm DMhead seven seven seven. Yep, hit us up, and uh, we got some sweet fan mail. I'll be able to save that for next time on the next show we do because it's more related to uh, what we're going to be covering next time. So we'll save that, and uh, hope you guys enjoy the video game episode again. And um, we'll see you next time. All right, everybody. See you later. So, uh, bye for now. Bye. All right, guys. That is it. Now I just need to save this. Oh, were you holding that in the whole time? No, it just came at me now. <laughs> okay. Good thing I just clicked stop now. <laughs>